What's up, you guys? It's your boy, Squince Harris. Another episode of A Man in His Podcast Presents Only Mutuals. Today, I have a very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, Robert O'Neill. You might know me from uh, Twitter, at Robert O'Neill 31 or uh, Late Night Grin. Uh, I was on Fightful for a little bit. Uh, you might know me from somewhere, but yeah, it's good to be here. So how is it being on uh, Late Night Grin? It's a lot of fun, you know, like, uh, I think the really cool thing about it, like, you know, for those not familiar with it, it's me and uh, Joe Holbert and uh, a couple other guys confirmed shoot Oracle wrestling, you know, you might know from wrestling Twitter and like, it's, it's our own thing, you know, like it's not affiliated with anyone. We can just kind of do whatever, talk about whatever, like, you know, like right now, I don't think any of us are particularly high on like modern wrestling, but we could still do a weekly show where we just talk about like old stuff or just the things we do like. And it's fun, you know, you're not like committed to a certain, um, you know, type of content. You can kind of be more open. That's, that's really been fun for me. Just kind of having my own platform to just do whatever. Oh, yeah. I tried doing the, uh, commitment to one piece of content whenever I did the WWE CW podcast mm-hmm. and just like after a while it became like a commitment and you just you didn't want to do it I just had to do it and that's why I stopped it and that's why I like the I'd rather listen to people just shoot the shit than Mm -hmm. like feel forced to do something yeah and like you know the thing is I always think of it kind of like inside the NBA you know like it's the only good kind of sports pregame show because they talk about the NBA but they're also like they're kind of all friends. They talk about other stuff. And that's kind of like the idea that I think more and more people should go with instead of being just tied to one thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like my, before I started the podcast, this was like whenever I was like 12, I always had a dream of doing like a sports panel type of show, like an mm-hmm. tonight inside the NBA where you just talk, just have friends and talk. And I feel like that's kind of what like I've been doing, especially with only mutuals. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I think people kind of gravitate to stuff like that because, you know, there's plenty of places where you can just go listen to like, oh, what happened on Raw this week or what happened on Dynamite this week? But like, you know, you don't just want to be one of those places. No, exactly. So when did you start watching wrestling? Um, So I started originally in 2002, like the lead up to WrestleMania 18. So your WCW was gone and all that. So like, that's when I really got into it. And then you know, they did the brand split and SmackDown kind of had like all these guys are like watching. I got really into like Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio. And then kind of just got hooked from there, watched it pretty much every week until I went to high school, which was like 2007, which, you know, WWE had a bunch of other stuff going on in 2007 too. So I'm like, maybe it's time to just get out and uh, didn't really watch it all through high school. So I missed like all the raw guest host stuff and all that. And then, uh, it was like 2011 and I'm like, yeah, I'll just the Royal Rumble's on tonight. I was like the Royal Rumble. So I'm going to watch that. And, uh, you know, watch that. It was fine. And then I'm like, well, it's the road to WrestleMania. So I'll keep watching. And then the rock came back. So I'm like, well, okay, you know, I'll see how this goes. And then, you know, it was kind of getting back out in the summer of 2011 and then CM Punk had, you know, the pipe bomb and, uh, you know, the match was seen and all that. And from then I'm just like, okay, I'm back in. And then, you know, Brock came back a little bit after that. And since then I've, mostly been uh, just in on it it's funny that you mentioned the pipe bomb because my uncle he stopped watching wrestling mm-hmm. for the longest time i was the only like person in my family that watched wrestling and then we were at a barbecue or something and my uncle just like started talking about the pipe bomb to me and mm-hmm. i was like wait a minute what you know about this because like i was young and i didn't realize it was 
online like everywhere and he's like oh yeah i read it online and i was like online i was like they talk about wrestling online because <laughs> and that's whenever i really found out about like the iwc i guess you could call it yeah yeah no for sure and like that's that's a really common story with a lot of people like before twitter you know there were forums and there's still forums but you know their forums are kind of more prevalent and uh yeah they're always just kind of places to uh talk about wrestling it's it's always been kind of toxic to be honest with you it's not like a new twitter thing it's always been kind of bad but you know we all enjoy it for the most part i remember i used to be big on like facebook wrestling mm-hmm. it was like the pages and all that and like i remember i was like 13 or 14 whenever I started getting into them and then I was like 15 and I started like running pages yeah. and I just remember like people like oh wrestling twitter is so bad I'm like oh man you don't know about like Facebook wrestling like that's it's they get like rowdy over on Facebook for no reason oh yeah yeah that's the thing like Facebook has always kind of been like that like Twitter's gotten like that in the past couple of years um but yeah Facebook's always just been a mess man Oh, yeah. And like with the talk of people are uh, the talk of like Twitter potentially like just like disappearing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, are we going to go to Facebook? I'm like, no, I'm no. Like, we, are, we are not. You yeah. guys can go there, I'll catch you on the other side. Yeah, exactly. So uh, how did you discover wrestling, I should say, in 2002? Were you just flipping channels and seeing it? Yeah, pretty much. So what happened was like. I remember a little bit like watching kind of some of the Monday Night Wars with my neighbor. I was like five or six. And then, you know, got to the point where my parents are like, you know, this is kind of violent. You shouldn't be watching this. So for a while, it's just like, okay, this is whatever. Um, I had a PlayStation 1, and I don't know how I ended up with, like, uh, you know, WWF SmackDown 2, but I had that, so I played that quite a bit, and that kind of kept me up to date on it. Like, they didn't care if I played the video game. I just couldn't watch it, which I always thought was kind of weird. But, like, yeah, so then I guess I was just kind of flipping through channels in 2002, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is on. And, you know, it was, like, the Rock Hogan stuff, and I knew who The Rock was, obviously, from the games. He was all over those games, and... uh I don't remember why I was familiar with Hogan. He's just someone that everyone knew at the time, I guess, even if you didn't watch wrestling. Um, So I'm like, oh, these guys are fighting. You know, I know both of them. And then, so I kept watching, but I still didn't know if I was allowed to. So I'd have to do it kind of like in secret, which um, they had like, they had Saturday night shows like after Velocity. So it was like 11 o'clock. So after my parents went to bed, it would just like recap Raw and SmackDown. So I just watched those for a while. And then, uh, yeah, I just, I watched the weekly shows and, they never really like said anything so i'm like okay this is fine and uh yeah i just kind of kept watching but i was like you where like no one else in my family watched it no one's really interested in it um i had one cousin who was like kind of interested in it we went to smackdown in 2005 but that was the only show i went to until like i got to college so yeah i didn't like grow up with a network of people and there are only a couple kids at school that watch it too honestly so like i was kind of isolated Oh, yeah. I remember, like, my family, they used to watch it, and then they stopped watching it because I was a kid, and they were like, how your parents were, oh, this is violent, maybe. He shouldn't Mm -hmm. have seen this. And then, I don't know how I started watching it, but, like, I've slowly, like, kind of, like, got my family all back into it. It's funny, because my stepmom, she stopped watching it, and then she started watching it because I was, and then my brother started watching it, and now my dad... He says he doesn't watch it, but I walked in his room a few weeks ago and he was watching SmackDown. He's like, oh, Bray Wyatt's on. I was like, what are you doing? I thought you don't watch this. Yeah. But my family, they, uh, I remember there was one, like it was a Raw or something, it was Mad Striker. 
they grounded me from wrestling because Matt Stryker cut a promo and he was, it was when he was doing the teacher gimmick and he was like, he pointed at a kid and he said, and your mommy is sleeping with the mailman or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh my God. So I like went out to the living room. I was like, mom, do you, do you sleep with the mailman? And they're like, all right, yeah, <laughs> you can't watch this no more. <laughs> That's incredible. And then like school just, I don't know, like, I don't know if it was like this for you in school, but like if you watched wrestling, you were like bullied for it almost. And it was weird. I never understood it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I I had a good amount of friends because, you know, I would like follow real sports and all that. So we talk about that. So like I would pick and choose the kids that I talked about wrestling with for a long time on it. Like even until the WWE Network came around, really, it's like when I started kind of like publicly tweeting about it and stuff like wrestlemania 30 you know everyone was watching it because the network was this new thing and it was free and i'm like okay i can finally like be open about this but yeah that was you know fairly short time ago relatively speaking so yeah i just kind of hit it for almost ever yeah i remember like there was a small group of kids at lunch we would all sit at the table and we'd like whisper about wrestling mm-hmm. like oh things coming out at the rumble this and that but there was like i'll never forget this one time i walked into a classroom and i had uh Enzo and Cass t-shirt on mm-hmm. luckily no one like knew what it was but some kid like stood up and he started doing the whole Enze like <laughs> entrance thing and I was like hey dude stop this stop <laughs> this right now I was like this is yeah not normal <laughs> <laughs> but this next segment this next segment is sponsored by Poddex uh, Poddex.com is a website that you can use uh, if you're starting a podcast they have a variety of Decks of cards uh, with various questions and topic starters. You can go online and use code SQUINTS for 10% off all purchases. So how it works is there's a ton of different packs of cards with different questions. Mm-hmm. Written off like three or four cards or uh, um, packs, and I'll let you choose which packs you want to yeah, for sure. Let me open. The first one is Movie Night. And it says, it's just questions all about watching movies. Okay. Second one is, take me out to the ball game. It's baseball questions. That's probably going to be the best one, but yeah, let's keep going. It's fine. And then, let me see if I can find another one. We can just do the baseball one. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> the baseball one seems a lot fun. Yeah. Have you ever caught a foul ball? Um, I haven't caught a foul ball. I've gotten one thrown up during batting practice. And then, like, you know how they, uh, like, end the inning, they take the ball and throw it in the crowd. I got one of those ones, but never a foul ball. Do you remember who threw it to you? Um, I believe it was a long time ago. It was uh, one of the Cubs catchers in, like, 2002. I want to say it was Robert Machado, which it's a throwback, but, yeah. Okay. If Barry Bonds or Clemens make it to the Hall of Fame, should they have an asterisk next to their name? I don't think so, because, like, they're not the only guys that cheated. Like, that's the thing. Like, And first of all, Bud Selig's in there, and he kind of oversaw it all, and he knew it was going on. But, like, you don't know if who was doing what. Like, I know those guys got caught with it or whatever, but, like, look at David Ortiz. He went in this year, and no one cares about that, and he failed the test. So, like... No, and I think they should be in, and they probably should have been in a long time ago. Um, I don't really 
and I get it. Like, yeah, they shouldn't have cheated or done steroids or whatever, but like, that's just part of the game. And the hall of fame is kind of a museum representing the entire game. So like to exclude some people just because of what happened is not really right in that context, at least. Yeah. My dad, he doesn't think there should be like an asterisk necessarily, but there should be like in the hall of fame, there should be like a plaque that says during this time period, steroids were there was the steroid era type of deal like kind of acknowledging it but like not putting an asterisk saying they're discredited but i like you said everyone was on or not everyone but a ton of people were on they were just the ones that got caught really this one's a good one can you give your best impression of vin scully And we're back from that technical difficulty. Sorry about that, y'all. The next yeah. question. The next question is: Can you give your best impression of Vince Scully? Um. Yeah. Hold on. Let me try and remember. It seems like. Hello, Dodger fans. It's Vince Scully. That's not very good, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of changed a little bit of the tone in your voice. Mm-hmm. All right, this one, taunting the pitcher, a must, or could you live without it? You know, honestly, the way I feel about that is, like, it's kind of the pitcher's fault if they give up a home run. So, like, if you do something and you get a home run, like, you should be able to celebrate. So, as a fan, I don't have a problem with it, really. Like, obviously, it sucks when it's your team that it happens against. But, like, overall, I wouldn't say I have an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. My favorite taunt is, uh, I think it was Joe Kelly when he did the crying face. Oh, yeah. That was great. Who he did it to, but I remember seeing that. And then there's a few other ones. I think somebody in the road series this year did the uh, Rock and the Baby. Mm-hmm. These ones are a lot of ones about, like, playing the game. Yeah. What, yeah. Moment, what moment in baseball her- ugh, history do you wish you were there to see live? Um... Honestly, probably the Cubs winning the World Series just because, like, you know, it was something that you kind of never thought would happen. And, uh, you know, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad I got to see it on TV. But, yeah, it would have been pretty special to uh, be there live. So are you uh, from the Chicago area? I, know I am, you're... yeah. Okay, because I know you're a fan of uh, a lot of Chicago-based teams. Yeah, so, yeah, I uh, grew up there, and then I went to Mizzou, and then I went back there after uh, Mizzou, and then I moved back to Columbia after I moved back to Chicago and then from Columbia, I moved to St. Louis. I live in St. Louis now. Okay. Okay. So have you ever worn your Cubs gear out in public? Yeah, it's actually, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, it's a lot of just lighthearted like stuff and that's fun. Like it, it's funny, like, especially this year when they were very much worse than the Cardinals because the past couple of years, it's been kind of neck and neck, but yeah, like this year people are like, Oh, you know, the, go Cardinals or whatever, you know, why are you wearing that here? And yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I've realized is like 
they're not as bad as a rivalry when it comes between the fans. Like the fans aren't gonna just mm-hmm. be too rude to each other. Like you said, just lighthearted jokes. Yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite baseball player of all time? Um, of all time, it's probably Greg Maddox. I just you know, really enjoyed how he pitched and uh you know, it was cool to see him back on the Cubs because I don't remember the first time he was there because it was before I was born. But, yeah, it was cool when he came back, and he was still pretty good. And, uh, you know, I got to go to his uh, jersey retirement when they did that in 2009. That was really cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'll go Greg Maddox. Okay. The next deck we're doing is Would You Rather. It's just Would You Rather questions. Yeah, sure. Would you rather – would you rather be locked in a coffin or a gym locker for an hour? Oh, man. Um, I guess if it's only going to be an hour, I would go with the coffin because at least you're laying down like a gym locker. You're standing up and just kind of trying to maneuver yourself. Like you could probably find a way to get comfy inside a coffin if it's just an hour, but like any longer than that, probably not. Yeah, I was going to say coffins look pretty comfortable. They do, yeah. Where a locker is... Now they have shelves and those hooks mm-hmm. in the way. Would you rather would you rather be a cab driver in New York or a bike messenger in Chicago? Um probably cab driver in New York. Honestly, like I went there for uh, WrestleMania 35 and for NXT, you know, we like drove into Brooklyn from New Jersey and it really wasn't that bad. Like I don't know if I could do it every day, but I don't really mind driving in general. So like, you know, I, I think I could handle it probably. What is a bike messenger? Um, I don't know if it's like just someone who, because I know like sometimes if you get like DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever, someone will come up on a bike with it. So I think it's just kind of like that maybe. I don't know what it is like generally speaking, if it's just someone who takes like documents from one office in a city to another or whatever, but yeah. Would you rather, oh my, would you rather lose a leg but live until 90? Or keep your legs and die at 65? Um, that's a good one. I, I think probably keeping your legs, because I'm going to be honest with you, like, I don't know what sort of, like, quality of life you have once you get to 90. Like, you, you get some people who are, like, they get old and they stay active and all that, but it's hard, man. Like, you know, some people just, they get up there and it's just, like, you know, you're just kind of running out the clock, so... You know, you want to just have a good time, you know, while you can, and uh, kind of is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I feel like everyone that is ninety are usually grumpy more times yeah. than not, and just if you take a leg out of the equation, also they're gonna be extra grumpy. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have a jacuzzi, a jacuzzi in your bedroom, or a secret room in your house? So, like one of those bookshelf rooms, I call them. Oh, man, that's a good one, too, because those would both be pretty cool. Um, I think a secret room would be cool. Just, you know, put, like, a TV in there and just hang out in there. And if, you know, people come over you don't want to see, you just go in there and you don't have to deal with it. Yeah, just tell them. Be like, right, I'll be right back, guys. Yeah. And just disappear for a little bit. Exactly. That leads me to a question that I've seen on uh, Twitter not long ago. If you won, if you had an unlimited amount of money, what are the three, like, just stupidest things i guess or like non-essential things you would buy for your house uh for my house i would probably get um 
some sort of pinball or arcade machine. Yeah, I always kind of look at them. There was a pretty cool like WWF Royal Rumble pinball machine I found yesterday, so I'd probably get that. Um, as far as other stuff, just like I like the nicest bed you could find, just like the nicest, most comfy bed. Because you know, you, yeah, you gotta have a comfy bed, man. Like if your bed's not comfy, you start the day and then you're just kind of miserable. So just like top of the line, nicest mattress. And then um, one more thing, probably like probably just like a really nice fancy TV that's like mounted on the wall too. Like that's just kind of, and it's it's all kind of simple, but like that's just luxury to me, man. Like I don't need to go over the top with stuff. That pinball machine that you posted, that yeah. looked that looked really cool. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I wish I had the money for it. I would go buy it. In uh, Vegas, they had they have a place called, I think it's just called Pinball, mm-hmm. and it's a pinball museum. Oh, okay. But, and you like walk in, and then it's like an old school arcade. You put in your dollar bills into this machine and it shoots out quarters. And there's like, I want to say they said there's like 200 or 300 different pinball machines and a couple of older school arcade machines. And they didn't have the WrestleMania one. So when I seen that, I was like, oh, that's like, it must be rare. Yeah. And then these next questions are from fan asked questions on Twitter. Let me get to the thread and find them. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, real quick, you brought up Vegas. Have you been out there? Yeah, I went to Vegas last October. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I went for SummerSlam last year. Like, it was fun. It was just, it's too hot there in August, which I kind of figured it was going to be. But, like, it was a good time. I, I would I would go back. There's, like, a couple things you learn from your first time that you probably wouldn't do the second time. But, like, overall, it's it's fun. I was only there for three days. I couldn't imagine really being there for longer than that. But it was a good time. Yeah, my... So, like, my cousins, they wanted to take me for my 21st. Mm-hmm. I turned 21, like, right at the beginning of, or in the, right at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. Right. So, they were like, we can't really do Vegas now because it, like, wouldn't be Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, they, they just waited a little bit, and they took me last year, and it was nice. But, like you said, after three days, I could not, like, come that fourth morning where we were leaving, I was like, I cannot wait to get out of here. Like, yeah. But there's, like, people that, like, they have, like, vacation homes out there. And I'm like, I could not do this. No, absolutely not. Did you go down to Fremont Street at all in Vegas? Or did you just do the No, strip? we just we just stayed on the Strip. Just, you know, with uh, SummerSlam and all that, we just – there was really no time to explore that much. I would have liked to do the pinball thing. I had seen that before. Um, didn't get to do that. So, you know, stuff like that when I go back out. Like, now that I've done kind of all the big must-do stuff, I can kind of branch out a little bit more. So what's on your wrestling bucket list? Um, At this point, you know, I've done all of the big four shows. So um, I went to Rampage last year. I'll I'll go when they, if they do a pay-per-view here, like they were supposed to last year, I'll go to that. But like, um, it would be cool to go to Wrestle Kingdom. I don't necessarily like New Japan a whole ton right now, but like just that feels like it'd be a really cool atmosphere and uh, you know, they do the whole carnival and all that and just seems really cool. So that's probably on there. Um, WWE show at Madison square garden would be on there still. Um, Other than that, like I'm pretty good, man. Like I've seen mostly everything that I need to see at this point, as far as in person goes. And yeah, I just kind of, just kind of enjoying it. Yeah. I've been to, 
a Survivor Series and a Rumble, mm-hmm. and I just need to get to a SummerSlam and a Mania. But like, I, I hate traveling for wrestling, and I yeah. don't see them bring in a Mania here at least. Yeah, maybe a SummerSlam, and then like Madison Square Garden would be real fun. And then like, if NWA weren't just bad, I would go to one of the wrestling at the Chase shows just because like I feel like that'd be just cool the experience being from St. Louis and yeah part of history it's just I I wouldn't want to go to that no I thought about it this year but then like you look at the card and it's just like oh it's 14 matches with the combined like three guys that I actually want to watch yeah I think the prices too I was like looking at the prices and I was like I just cannot like I I can't make up enough excuses for myself to do this like it was just and I don't know if they ever have like a nicer card there it would be fun Mm-hmm. But these questions are questions I've asked on Twitter today. The first one is from Chase Ruddick. He said the streets need to know what Rob's favorite Will Osprey match is. Um, honestly, it's probably the Vader match. I really don't like Will Osprey. Like, I I don't think he's bad. I'm not one of those people. He's just not for me. So like, I enjoyed the Vader match because you know he kind of just got his ass kicked. Um, but like, yeah, obviously he's good. And I think, you know, it's kind of interesting because I kind of felt the same about Kenny Omega before he got in a place where he's like more produced and contained and not doing, you know, 60 minute matches with 900 different kickouts. Um, so maybe if Osprey's like in WWE or AEW, I'll grow to appreciate him a little bit more, but yeah, he's not entirely for me right now. Yeah. I'm trying to think, I don't think I've seen the Vader match, but wasn't that, one that was Vader's last match, correct? Or did he have a match after that? Uh, no, I think that was his last one, yeah. And then I think the build-up to the match was just basically Vader telling Will Ospreay he sucks or something. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think it was just around Vader just being like, I think you're the shit's kid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like Vader saw the Ricochet and Osprey like clips on Twitter and uh, was just like, oh, this sucks. And <laughs> yeah, I think Ricochet went to WWE right after that. And uh, yeah, so they did Vader and Osprey. This next one is from Sicko's Committee. He says, hello, Roberto Neil 31. First time, long time. Should Impact bring back the Hexagon ring? Honestly, yeah. Like that was a cool thing that made him stand out and. You know, everyone kind of does this thing now where, like, they say Impact's good and then they do something that is, like, kind of mocked online that just kind of gets back and forth every time. But, like, that was something cool that made them stand out, and I think it would get people to tune in a little bit more. Um, I think Impact actually did a lot of cool things. Like, you know, the when they have a cage match, they kind of, like, cut a hole in the cage so the cameras can go through there instead of just filming through the cage, which I always thought was pretty cool. So, yeah, they should definitely go back to that. Oh, yeah. And I think WWE eventually adapted that. I think they started, like, not big holes like uh, Impact mm-hmm. was doing, but they started doing smaller holes. Yeah. I was also a fan. I remember being a kid, and I only watched Impact whenever I would, like, remember to turn it on. Mm-hmm. I remember the, like, the um, Ultimate X match. I remember loving that as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, man. They've had, like, a lot of really cool concepts throughout the years, but it just gets overshadowed by everything else. Yeah, yeah. Impact, I like they have a pretty good roster. It's just like you said, stuff just happens and then they get mocked online and it overshadows the good people and the good yeah. stuff. 
And then King Nate said, ask him why I'm his favorite person in the world, Eyes mm. Emoji. Mm. That dude rules. He's at every wrestling show, like, in this area, just uh, being super supportive. I went to Rampage, and, like, I was in the top row of the arena just because I'm like, no one's sitting up here, whatever, I'll just sit up here. So I post a picture, and he DMs me, and he's like, oh, I think I'm directly in front of you. See, so, yeah, he was in the row in front of me. Like, it was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, me and him at that rampage, me and him met up so he could just say what's up, get a picture and all of that. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. He goes, You know Rob O'Neill from Twitter? And I was like, Yeah, what's up? He was like, <laughs> he's like right behind me. I'm like, that's actually sick. <laughs> yeah, how, he rules, man. How does it feel when people do refer to you as from wrestling Twitter? I mean, if that's what you know me from, that's fine. Like, I'd rather that not be my only label because, you know, that's got a, kind of a negative connotation to it. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But, no, Nate is uh, – I've known him for a while. And then, like you said, he's at, like, every indie show that I'm at. And he's mm-hmm. just super supportive and one of the nicest people, like, in the scene, I guess you could say. Yeah, he's great. He came and found me uh, after the Rumble as well, so. He was. Oh, came and found you at the Rumble? Yeah. I was – the Rumble, I would have had a better time if they didn't have the giant pillar right in front of me. Yeah. We, we could not see nothing. And, like, people were like, well, you should have uh, – you should have chose better seats. I'm like, well, one, I didn't know the pillar was going to be there. And, two, like, I didn't buy the seats. So I'm not going to complain too much. It was well- and that's the thing, like, when they run the stadium shows, they have those pillars, and then if you're not on the floor, they have those lights that they just shine on you the whole time. It's really unpleasant. Yeah, that happened to us at uh, SmackDown a couple weeks ago. They had uh, just the stage lights going everywhere, and it kept on, like, just blinding me and my brother and stepmom, and we were like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, and then there was, like, some guy behind us trying to start to turn the lights off, Chain. I'm like, we're not going to do that here. Please. <laughs> Please knock it off. Yeah. So what is your favorite chant at a wrestling show that you've participated in? Um, honestly, I probably the yes chant, like going back to that, like that was one that just because everyone was doing it, like it's, it's a lot of chants where like just like half the crowd's doing it. But when you get one that like the whole crowd's doing like that, that's what makes it really special. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my brother, he inadvertently started the, uh, the we love you chant for Bray. Cause he just screamed out, out like just full of emotion. He yelled out, "Bray, I love you!" And then mm-hmm. the whole crowd started chanting it. But we that were was... we were watching Crown Jewel, and they were chanting it. And my brother stood up in the middle of the living room. He goes, "I've started a worldwide chant." And I was like, <laughs> "I mean, you kind of did, yeah." Mm-hmm. I was like, "You think of it that way? That's actually kind of cool." Yeah, it's really cool. So, what's the moment you've favorite moment you've seen live? Um. All right, let's see. Uh, Sting coming in at Survivor Series in St. Louis was very cool just because, you know, it was one of those things that you thought was, like, never going to happen. Obviously, his run wasn't great, but, like, it was a cool moment just kind of as a one-off. Um, what else? Kofi beating Brian for the title at WrestleMania was very cool. Um, Brock coming back at SummerSlam last year when I was there was cool because, like, Throughout the pandemic, I was like, well, he might just not ever wrestle again. Like, you know, he lost to Drew, and who knows how long this is all going to come, you know, last. And, like, so that was cool when he came back. Um, Getting to see the CM Punk and Eddie Kingston promo from Rampage was cool, especially since I don't know that we'll ever see Punk again, and he's one of my favorites, like I talked about earlier. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of cool stuff, man. It's been really fun. 
my uh that Eddie Kingston and uh Punk promo that was like the atmosphere and like the arena before the promo, like when Punk came out and just like the whole crowd, the whole commercial break changed in his name. Mm-hmm. So cool. And then just for Eddie to come out and they just get in like that the mic off was nuts. Yeah. It, I don't know. Like I have that on my old phone just because I recorded the whole thing just so I could remember it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like we might not ever see Punk again, let alone in AEW. So like that's just cool. Know that I was part of. I was at one of the better moments of his time there. And then the Sting one that was that was crazy. But like I don't know if the merch stands by you did this, but the merch stands by us were selling Sting masks before he came out. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't see, but I mean that would have because like the rumor was like, oh, maybe he's gonna be there, maybe he's not. And then like I didn't see the masks, that would have kind of ruined it for me. But like, yeah. Well, yeah, because I went to go buy a drink and I seen the mask was in the case, like in the little front case. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's odd. I was like, <laughs> Sting's not in WWE. And I just like went back to my seat. And then when he came out, I was like, oh, that's why that's why they were there. Yeah. So have you only been to Mania 35? Yeah, as far as WrestleMania goes, I don't know that I'll ever really go to another one just because like it's two nights now and like I get it it's for the best because mania 35 like from the time we got there to the time we got home was probably like nine total hours so like i get it it's a long day but like i also you know i'm really tall and like my knees get kind of sore in seats and stuff i don't think i could do it two straight days but like it was fine i got to go to one so whatever i was gonna say wasn't 35 the last one night mania because mm-hmm. the year after was the pc mania yes that- because I remember, now that you say that, I do remember Mania 35 being, like, it took up half my day watching it at home. Yeah. Like, you know, the thing is, like, you know, they did Becky and Charlotte and Ronda, and the crowd wasn't super into it. But, like, it was, you know, 1230 in the morning there, and we'd been there for six hours. So, like, everyone just wanted to go home. It was kind of starting to rain a little bit. And it was just, like, I'm glad they realized they can't keep doing the one-night manias. And, honestly, like, having that be your only two-night show and – Really, the only show that they're going to run on Sundays anymore, it looks like at this point, uh, kind of makes it special. And it should be. Do you think uh, Brian and Kofi should have been the main event? Or do you think, was the crowd being tired, it would have? Yeah, I think it was kind of in the best spot on the card, uh, to be honest with you. Just because, yeah, the crowd was pretty tired. And, like, I don't know if you remember that Triple H and Batista match. It went, like, 25 minutes. They had no chance of getting the crowd back after that. Because it just... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was rough. I like to think like what Orton and Edge would have done if they had a crowd and mm-hmm. they would have done that full 45 minute or 49 minute match they did at the PC. I wonder if they would have done that in Raymond James because I feel like you can't do that long of matches with crowds. Because No, that. absolutely not. And that match uh, ended up being kind of weird because, you know, we weren't really used to the performance center yet. And, you know, keeping it last man standing, there was just so much time where one was down and the other one was just standing there with a the ref counted and just, yeah, they couldn't have done it, I don't think. What's the longest match that you've seen live that you can think of? Um, I guess it'd be one of the Royal Rumbles, but if you're not counting something like that, um, that's a good question. Let's maybe Brian and Kofi. 
I wasn't sure if you've seen any like super long ones. If you were at a takeover, like uh, was Gargano and Champa or something like that. Oh yeah, actually yes, I was at the uh, what second one because they did New Orleans and then they had a show in Chicago, Money in the Bank weekend, and then they did the Last Man Standing match. So I was at the second one, so it was probably like thirty-five minutes or so. So yeah, probably that one. Actually, it was at Gargano and Cole too in Brooklyn. So might be that one. That one might have been longer. That one took a while. Any of those NXT matches, man. Those main events were egregiously long was the uh brooklyn match was that the three stages of hell match You back? There we go. All right. What was the last thing you heard me say? Um, talking about the uh, NXT main event match times. All right. Well, uh, was the Brooklyn match? Was that the three stages of Hell match? No, that was the one in Toronto. So the Brooklyn one was when Gargano actually like finally won the title. Um, but that was probably like 35 or 40 minutes. That took forever. I remember seeing uh I didn't get to go to any NXT shows, unfortunately, besides a house show they did here. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching Gargano and uh um Andrade uh Royal Rumble weekend in Philly, I think it was. I was watching that at like my my stepmom's friend's house because we were over there for a barbecue and I was like oh I need to see this match and I remember they were like oh well, we're having the volume off because we're not listening to wrestling <laughs> so like, I had to like read the subtitles for Morrow going like just saying his weird stuff and I'm like oh my god I'm like when you're reading it it sounds just yeah weird <laughs> yeah I don't really care for Morrow um, a lot of people want him to come back I'm personally fine without him I think he did way too much and uh, kind of ended up taking away from the matches, but. Well, he was announcing uh, the Jake Paul and Silva fight, I think. And I remember like hearing him and I was like telling my brother, I was like, he's perfect in boxing and mixed martial arts. But when you put him in pro wrestling, he's just, you give him almost too much time to just say whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's really the thing. Because like in wrestling, there's plenty of time to get all your little references in. Mm-hmm. And then boxing, he like you have to do play by play. Yeah. So, who's your favorite non non wrestler in wrestling? If that makes sense. Um, right now it's probably William Regal. I think he's doing really good stuff with the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, you know, I I hope he comes back to WWE, kind of works an office job or something, because I think he's the type of guy where he can just teach everyone so much, and he's always a guy that I've really uh enjoyed watching and i really liked him as the nxt gm and all that i was really sad when they let him go but uh it was really good that AEW kind of signed him right away and he's been great there i think he like when he showed up at uh whatever pay-per-view it was Mm -hmm. that was like one of the very few times that AEW like had me like oh my god they're here yeah like some of the like debuts i'm like oh okay that's cool or like there's rumors i'm like oh this is really cool but like his is just out of the blue, no one knew about it, and he came out, and I was just like, "Holy shit, is that Regal?" Like, 
Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, like I said, I'm glad it's worked out for him. Um, I think especially with Triple H in charge now, he will end up back in WWE at some point because, you know, they're they're real close. But, uh, yeah, really enjoying this run from him, though. Oh, absolutely. And then one last thing before I wrap this up, I ask all my guests if you could give one piece of advice. It doesn't have to be related to, like, your shows or anything. What would it be? Just any piece of advice. Um, just in general, I think a really good thing to try and remember is not to beat yourself up. Like, you're going to make mistakes. Things are going to happen. But more often than not, everything's going to work out in the end. And, like, something that seems like a big deal at the time usually isn't. So just try not to be so hard on yourself, just kind of in general. That's something I've been trying to do more and more. Just, like, because... The past couple of years, you know, it's really been kind of a revolutionary experience of really kind of figuring out what matters and what doesn't since we've had, you know, lockdowns and we've been trapped in our houses and stuff. And I get it like it was for the best, but like you've had a lot of time to think about stuff and it's just really been kind of introspective. So, yeah, just, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't beat yourself up and everything will be okay. All right. And then do you want to let the people know where they can find you on social media? Yes, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RobertO'Neill31. I'm still there for now. Uh, hopefully, Twitter's still around for a long time. I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people there. Um, uh, you follow Late Night Grin, latenightgrin.com. Uh, do a show every Thursday. That is $1 a month for the show, and it's four hours long every Thursday. Um, if you don't want to pay for the Patreon, that's fine. We have a Twitch as well where we're doing free stuff. Uh, almost every day it's twitch.tv slash late night grin and uh yeah all right thanks for being on it this was like a week in the making but it just seemed like every time we tried making something happen it would just stuff came up so i'm glad we finally were able to get this done yeah me too man this was great absolutely you have a great night thanks everyone for listening uh, make sure to follow me on twitter at your boy squints at a man in his pod uh youtube at your boy squints and that's that for now. Thanks for listening.